Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Technically Speaking, we explore the latest social media trends, discover the hottest technology jobs in the market, and give you helpful tips and tricks for using social media. Today's show is breaking into the IT world, and we'll be talking with Oliver Pugh about how he successfully broke into the IT world. Oliver is currently the Director of Information Technology at Healthcare Business Insights, and he brings a wealth of information and experience with him today. Now, before we dive into our topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Oliver? Sure. Thanks, Katie. Well, uh, like you said, I am the Director of IT here at HBI, um, and I've been here for almost uh, four and a half years and in the IT or healthcare industry for over seven So right now, I'm kind of responsible for managing the development and uh, maintenance of our software applications that we have that hospitals use, and as well as our IT infrastructure uh, here in uh, our office as well. Awesome. That sounds really interesting. So let's back it up a little bit. What piqued your interest in computers and technology and information systems that made you want to get into this? Yeah. So as a young kid, my favorite time in school was when the teachers would take us into a computer lab, um, and they were very old Macintosh, original Apple um, computers, and to play a math game that was called Speedway Math. And it was my favorite subject, but I loved how they were able to tie it into uh, a computer. And so it was a timed game, kind of checked for accuracy, similar to what a, uh, a typing test would be like today. And that passion led to interest in computers. And then as I grew older, that technology kept going forward uh, by leaps and bounds. And then my curiosity wanted to figure out why it made it happen. So I went to building computers and trying out different technologies and making things do things with computers they weren't supposed to do at the time. So that's where my interest came from. Okay. And now I saw that you have a bachelor's degree in business administration and marketing. So how did you end up in IT with that kind of college background? Yeah, so it's a funny story. Um, yeah, many years ago when I was in college, I actually spent the first year and a half um, doing a computer science degree, focusing mainly on that of computer programming. Um, and I was taking some general, general business courses at the same time, not knowing really where I wanted to go. And I can't remember when, but at some point along the way, I didn't think that jobs in IT would be as in highly demand as they are today. And right. I decided to change that to business. So I uh, graduated taking a job in sales mm-hmm. uh, initially. And I uh, enjoyed that and worked for a health, uh, healthcare technology company uh, and then an IT consulting firm doing sales um, and eventually worked my way into that of, of IT, knowing that my passion for, for sales wasn't there, but my passion for IT really was really strong. Okay. Now, did you feel that your degree kind of helped you along your way when you were in those different roles and kind of developing into IT? I wouldn't say my degree paved exactly my path to success. It was more so the opportunities that were presented along the way, mm-hmm. uh, as well as from an early age, I had an, an uncle who was a C-level executive and always had the passion to uh, myself become one of those and uh, took that and some of the knowledge that I learned uh, with my degree to to go forward and, and be successful. Now, speaking of along the way, did you have any internships when you were in college and how did you benefit from those? Yeah, I had an internship um, in college with G Healthcare, mm-hmm. um, and that really kind of opened my eyes to what the real corporate world was like uh, as compared to what your classes are, your 300 and 400 level classes were, and how to really apply some of those things, as well as working in an environment where you're always on your feet trying to understand uh, new things that are going on, especially in technology, 
and, and really challenging yourself. And um, it gave me the experience and the edge of some of the different other candidates or graduates that were coming out of college who were applying for the, the same job. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any recommendations for our listeners on what kind of internships or college majors would you know help them break into that IT world? Yeah, you know, internships are priceless uh, in my mind. And whether you're getting paid for it or not, um, getting paid is a perk of it. But the experience and the connections that you make, that's really where you get the value. Um, and it'll take you far. And yeah, I look at it um, as, a, as a point of not waiting to your last semester or even your last year to try to find an internship. You know, looking for an internship that you can find and start with a few years left to go you know, in, in school, whether you're bouncing around from one internship to another, you're able to grab that knowledge and, and come out saying that you've actually applied that. Okay. And do you feel that that really having that internship at GE really helped you later on when you were interviewing because you were already familiar with the environment that you were going into? I do. Um, it, one, it gave me the, the understanding of the healthcare realm uh, at a high level and some more specifics um, you know, based upon their product line. But you know, also going in, depending upon, not every company is going to be as big a name as GE, but being able to go in and say that you've actually had that experience uh, and even showing some of the examples of work or explaining how it was done uh, was really beneficial. When you're in IT, how can you show examples of your work? Do you just put a portfolio online? Do you, do you provide samples of the code that you've done? Well, it's a couple of different ways. Um, and there are a couple of different parts of IT. So when you talk about code there, yeah, you can definitely show some examples of code or uh, you know build a, a site to show off some of your work. But also in IT, you have different components, uh, whether it's system administration or support, things of that nature, and, and talking about different uh, tasks uh, that you may have been challenged with, different projects that were unique. Uh, maybe you're taking on a, a project that was at the forefront of technology and trying to implement it. Uh, similar to things in the last few years, they have this new BYOD mm-hmm. concept of bring your own device. And maybe you're doing an internship, whether it's at your school or another company where they wanted you to implement that Things like that and being able to you know, talk about how you did that um, and explain in detail uh, whether it was a plan that you laid out to roll it out or, or maybe even just get the buy-in for it as well. Okay. Well, that's, those are some really great tips for our listeners. But I want to fast forward a bit. You're now the Director of Information Systems at Healthcare Business Insights. How did you get that position? I know you mentioned that you were kind of promoted internally. How did that work? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I've been here for about four and a half years now and when I first got to, uh, to HBI, I was actually um, looking to leave sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came to my first interview, uh, I made that known, but my goal is to go beyond sales and, and grow into the company in a more uh, robust fashion, whatever that may have been, hopefully around IT. And, uh, I, but I took a job in sales for about four to five months just to understand the company, know what they did. And, and it really was beneficial. I used the background and the degree that I have to learn the company, learn the product, Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are moved around to a couple of other different positions, uh, whether it was from helping develop and build our online uh, e-learning courses to the uh, the traveling, what we call either consulting or audit services team. And over that time, really learned the ins and outs of our business. And almost from day one, IT was about 10, 15% of my job. They knew my background a little bit there. And so I was helping with day-to-day stuff, trying to relieve the, the, the relying on a third party to do um, our support work. Mm-hmm. And eventually that grew into, as we continue to grow into our more full-time position um, and about two years ago, two and a half years ago, fully took over all of our IT infrastructure, 
uh, as well as our software development uh, team. Okay. And do you feel that any of those positions that you held along the way really helped you prepare for that IT position when it was full-time? You know, I, I think the, the one that helped me the most was that of our audit services team doing mm-hmm. the traveling, being on site in the hospitals, understanding some of the challenges and pain points that they're having. And it gave me knowledge of not just our business, but their business landscape and right. how I can, as an IT director, assist our company in being proactive with different technologies or softwares that we're offering and staying in line. Instead of We want to be more at the forefront instead of lagging behind. Mm-hmm. Now, did you feel that there were any uh, skills that you also learned that really helped you contribute to securing your role? Um, I think it had to do with being able to, one, you know, work independently, uh, but also work with a, a, a large team, mm-hmm. um, especially with a lot of executives. We, when we go into hospitals, we work with uh, C-level leadership and director level leadership, uh, being able to coordinate those team, coordinate projects, and be able to give them back some deliverable results. Now, at what point did you realize that you had really made it in the IT industry? Yeah, I say you know, making the, the made it, the aha moment. I don't think I've really made it yet, okay. um, which to me is kind of a good thing. Um, now, don't get that confused with the fact that I know I've made the best of what I have and this position is a great opportunity and continuing to grow. And I mentioned before that my goal is to become a C-level executive, whether it's a CIO or CTO. But once I achieve that, um, even then, I don't think maybe I've made it. There's always room for, for more to improve and more to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about that way and going out and getting it, you're going to really be able to go out and achieve and, you know, and make more for yourself. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your role as a director. What is it that you do exactly? So I do a couple of different things. Um, and, and as you might know, you know, directors wear many different hats. And, and that for me is a couple of different things that are designed specifically for me to manage. That is one of IT infrastructure. And that comes down to making sure that our day-to-day in-house uh, infrastructure, whether it's the computers or email or network, uh, managing that staff to ensure we're all that we're working, and then also planning and budgeting okay. and working with the team here internally saying, okay, well, what do we need to do to make sure that we are going ahead and, and, and the goals across the company are being met? The second part of that is our software development team that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've developed software for, uh, for hospitals to use, and I also manage that team. So that team uh, is made up of about or 10 or so employees and managing the, the development the, the life cycle and the day-to-day operations, as well as the, the new development of products. Um, so as a new product or a, a new concept comes into the market, we want to go ahead and, and, and brainstorm that from beginning to end. And that's, that's all part of uh, my management responsibilities. Well, it sounds like you have a lot going on. That's really exciting. Are you responsible for your hiring? And what kind of positions do you hire for? Is it mainly just programmers or do you have some other kind of IT staff on hand? Yeah, so I'm responsible uh, directly for the hiring uh, of any of the IT staff. Currently, you know, what we hold for positions are web development folks, those in the coding in the coding realm, as well as different system administration or IT support personnel, uh, and then that of some, uh, I guess, uh, designers, what you would call them, but we use them for flash development of our online courses. And I would just want to be curious, since you don't have a degree in IT, do you also consider candidates that don't have an IT degree kind of as a, a payback or a homage to how you got through everything? You know, I do. Um, I take a look, you know, when doing hiring and, and know that my passion came from doing it myself mm-hmm. um, and outside of school. And if you, if you look around the IT industry, a lot of people that have been successful 
you know, tinkered themselves. They learned mm-hmm. themselves. They didn't learn from school. And, uh, you know, that's a, a great way and knowledge, as long as they can prove and, and show to you that they have an understanding of it, most mm-hmm. definitely. Okay. Now, I just want to get a feel for how the um, interview process goes in IT. Is it typical for um, in an interview to ask candidates to provide samples of their work? Yes. Um, you know, and it's, it's different depending upon the type of candidate. If we're mm-hmm. looking at a, a, a coder or a developer, you know, we, we always like to do a code review, either that if we ask them to provide a, a sample of their work or to we'll give them an example of what we want them to code and ask them to do that. And that's a really good way to understand where their skills are, okay. what level of complexity can they do. Um, so we'll typically do that. And if it's an IT support staff or system admin, depending upon the level of the role, um, you know, we want them to you know, to provide not more samples of their work, um, but examples and applications of where they've done it. It's harder to uh, provide a sample of work when it comes down to support. Did you ever have to provide examples of your IT work when you were interviewing, or did you even have to interview for your current position? I'm, I guess the my IT position was my body of work while I was here mm-hmm. um, over the last uh, over the first two two and a half years before I took on full time the. IT director role, that was my body of work and being able to identify the solutions proactively and for the senior leadership, giving them the direction they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. uh, That was why I got put into this position. But even before that, when I came to um, to HPI, because I came in from the sales side, I was also, you know, had to put in some samples of work. And so during my first interview, and actually it was my only interview with our CEO, um, I had laid out six examples of different product brochures and one was a piece of a, of a software that I had added to a suite uh, at the company we're working with. And so that was something that being able to say, hey, I've done this, uh, was really helpful to get the job. Okay. Now, do you feel like providing these examples ever work to the candidate's disadvantage? Yeah, it, it sometimes can. Um, sometimes, especially in the, in the coding realm, when we do a code review or look at certain things, when we bring them back in for a second interview, we'll typically ask them again to do something similar, mm-hmm. um, but on a different example. And we want to compare their original coding work to their uh, their second uh, portion. One, there's a lot of resources out there for coders to get help and assistance on, and, and there's no there's no problem in using those. But when we look at these basics, we want people to actually know and understand. Uh, we want to make sure that while they're here, they can take five, ten minutes and, and jot down the simple piece to it. Um, so we ensure they know what they're actually looking at. So if if someone had turned in a piece that they had done and maybe not fully understood, it could have put them at a disadvantage when they came back again. Have you ever seen a candidate kind of you know come in for that second interview and you give them something to do and they're just not sure about how to do it? Have you ever seen someone in that position come back from that and be successful and get that position? Yeah, I mean, some people have come back and you know just you know, had a, a brain freeze or whatever you want to call it. Um, we move on and go through something else, and maybe even later on in that interview, they say, "Hey, you know what? Can I take a you know take a step back?" And I've kind of got it in my head here again. I was getting confused, um, and and you get that a lot of times. Uh, whether they're coming straight out of college, they've got so much uh, stuff into that brain of theirs that <laughs> to, to get it all to come back out uh, in the right order and actually to apply it. And that's why you know when I talked about internships before, being able to actually apply what you're learning. Is, is a huge piece. If you're just doing it here and there or have done it um, a couple times for a company that you've maybe worked for in the past, instead of doing it on a daily basis, it's hard to actually work that into your mind and brain. 
Now, I want to move on a little bit and clear up a common misconception. I know that a lot of people think that IT and technology positions are only for internet companies. And that's obviously not true because you work for a healthcare company. So do you feel like there's any particular industry that's harder for an IT professional to break into and be successful in? Um, you know, I don't know if there's any, or if I've experienced any industries um, that are out there that are harder for IT professionals to get into. Um, it's more so understanding where do you want to get in and at what level mm-hmm. and, and how much work you're willing to put in to continue to go forward. Uh, we look at industries like healthcare, and in healthcare, you can break down into a couple of different things, whether that's that of, of our, our port or our part of the, uh, of the uh, realm, and that is the, the vendor side. Um, you have the actual clinical hospital side um, where you can go into the consulting piece. And each piece is a little bit different. And looking at your skills and, and traits is how you want to fit into each of mm-hmm. those uh, industries. Now, do you have any um, general overarching tips for our listeners on how to really break into an industry? You know, maybe if they're switching careers or fresh out of college, any just overall tips? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think there's, there's two things. Search out an internship in a field that you're interested in, and whether that's system administration or coding or IT support or whatever it may be, and find out if you actually like that field to that internship. And then secondly, once by doing that internship, it gives you the experience to land a job. I think an internship in IT is is a huge benefit for a lot of people that just come out saying they have the knowledge. If you can show that you've applied it, and actually, even if you've you're looking for an internship in a certain area that, that you're not finding one. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're looking at your college area and then saying, hey, I'm looking for an internship uh, that's going to provide me the ability to go out and do some coding. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find one through your college and you can't find one online, I've read a couple of stories over the last year or so of a, of a guy who was an undergraduate student, a finance student looking for a summer internship. And his letter went viral that he sent in to this company on Wall Street after someone posted it uh, with some of the redacted information on it. And he simply puts out there to this large firm that he wants to learn from the best so that one day he can be the best. And he says, I don't have anything special. All I have is a high GPA, but I want to learn from the best. And it was very trendy. And people actually took to that um, and offered him an internship. And so it's a good way to get out there and say, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? Someone can say no, and you're right back where you started. You know, and, and if you Google best internship letter, it comes up right on there onto the Business Insider. Okay, that's awesome. That's a really great tip for our listeners. Now, what do you think is in store for IT in the future? Where do you think this industry is going? Are you, I mean, the, the job growth is almost astronomical. Do you see it continuing in that way? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's IT isn't going anywhere except forward and, and fast. You know, while the computer hardware technology has kind of slowed down from the leaps that it made in, in the 90s and 2000s, how it's being used is changing. And, and innovation right now is the current theme, whether you're looking at people, how are they taking technology and redoing it, whether it's with Google Glass or the iPhones and things like that. However, in our industry, the, the next big thing and, and the current big thing is security. And that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people are looking for good talent is in security, folks. Our time is coming to a close today on Technically Speaking, so I just want to thank Oliver for joining us and sharing his expert advice. To find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, email me at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm Katie Chesney with Aljan Radio, and I'll see you next time. 